Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's meant for me. Yeah, yeah. Why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came in, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate. And I run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Ryan Garcia, how you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm Wait, doing first, good. First, thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. I know you're going to do your introduction, but I think it's important that I tell you I'm grateful. I appreciate this. You have a huge platform. I love what you represent. I shot you a message, I think, a while back. I said, man, you're everything that I love what people do with their platform, which is speak the truth and, and try to work issues out that people are so scared to try to work out, you know. I believe in honest discussion and uh, no hate towards anybody. So uh, what you do here is very amazing, and I'm honored to be one of your guests. And you're actually one of the few people I actually reach out to be on your show. <laughs> it's always like they reach out to me, but for me, um, out of respect because of what you do and, and your uh, strong role model, being inspiration even for myself. And um, I'm just really I'm excited to be here. Well, it's great to have you on. Obviously, from my end, uh, I've spent uh, weekends watching you. Yeah, I get people to come together to watch you fight, and you've entertained the world with your abilities. Uh, and and as, a, as a young guy, you know, when you and I first started talking and we had a, a gathering also at the Dominic party in Miami when we did that Soho House mm-hmm. deal, and I talked to you. I said, listen, as a, as a young guy coming up, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. You've been boxing yeah. since you were seven, eight years old. And from there to get to the top, and then you got tens of millions of people following you. You got the limelight. You got all the attention. You got the money. You got the fame. You know, you just recently bought yourself a nice, you know, Escalade, you know, armored uh, truck armored. and the R8 and nice Christmas. You got your family. You got your kids. You got a lot of stuff going on. I got but, a lot on my plate. Yes, you do. But also at the same time, you know, uh, for me, uh, everybody, uh, when you're in a situation like this, Ryan, everybody can say, well, you know, he should do this, and he should do that, and he should do this, and you should do this, and da-da-da-da-da. The hardest part about being uh, successful that early, that quickly, is forget about the art of fighting. That's one. You know, Forget about learning your skill set. That's one. Then the other one is marketing. You're able to do that as well. There's plenty of videos of content creators that are coming in and wanting to see how fast you are and, you know, the stuff that you would do with the rope. I mean, it's insane how those videos go viral. There's so many of them. 50, 100 million views, 20 million views. You're able to get that so you're marketable. And then at the same time, you know, 
it helps that you're a very handsome, good-looking guy. When I saw you at the, the party, I'm like, dude, you, you're mm -hmm. a very marketable guy with that side. How do you do for you? And I know this is a ra random question to start off with. How do you handle being a celebrity as a young guy? How do you handle that? Jesus Christ. Tell me more. So as a follower of Christ, you die to yourself. You're dying to yourself. So I don't look at myself as the guy, you know, even though I know, I am confidently know who I am as, as a man and what God called me to do and, you know, um, how I pick, how, how I pit my feet, you know, keep my feet down, you know, yeah. ten, ten, 10 toes down. How do I do that? Because I'm dying to my ego every day. Ego could kill a man. You know, pride comes before the fall. So do I move in authority because of Christ? Yes. So when I speak, you're going to listen no matter what. You cannot not listen. But again, people choose to deny the truth, and that's okay. That's why Jesus says, those who have eyes, let them see, and those who have ears, let them hear. My job is to plant the seed. If you don't want it, I dust my feet off and go to the next house. Somebody's going to feel it. So at the end of the day, that's how I stay humble. Um, I've been following God since I was a young boy. So, you know, I had dreams of me fighting in heaven. Like, all my whole life has been very prophetic. And uh, that's keeping me humble. And I, I've, I've tried my best every day to try to follow that. You know, again, not perfect. I'll raise my hand up right now. Not the perfect guy. But through Christ, he's going to perfect me and make me more holy every day because I'm following the truth. So every day, you know, it's all about um, just the quote in the Bible goes, a righteous man falls seven times, gets up eight. The number eight means new beginnings. Mm -hmm. So that's even prophetic in itself that it ends up at eight, you know, that even that verse, you know, so. You know, they say they say God speaks to us through people. Right. I mean, I read uh, a quote uh, by poet Hafiz and Hafiz said that, you know, God you know, uses human beings as a flute and he speaks through them, right? And this was a, a, a poet written long, long ago uh, uh, in Persian. So who does God use to speak to you and whisper to you? Meaning, uh, uh, while I'm coming up and I had success early on in my teens when I got out of the army, I fell. Obviously not at the levels of the fame and the money that you've made, but I fell. And I fell hard, and it was embarrassing. And everybody was looking at me. He's like, hey, what happened to you? Oh, you were supposed to be this successful business guy and millionaire. You're not. Now you're thinking about going back into the Army. You're trying to find a place to hide and all this stuff. And that's without any cameras because nobody has a clue who I was. This is just among small friends. But in, in the world of boxing, there is constant feedback, criticism, hate, all that stuff that's coming to you. So who, who do you speak to that you trust where you say, I think this person I can listen to and trust that they're giving me the right feedback. I have many people in my life, but I would say the one that popped in my mind is my, my pastor. His name's Pastor Elias Flores. And I call him up anytime, and he always has sound advice. He's very just technical. I tell him he's, he's my, because I have a coach named Derek James, and he's very technical. Uh, he's out there in Dallas, with, uh, trains Errol Spence Jr. I say, you're you're like the spiritual Derek James. <laughs> like everything you do is so so technical. Like boom, he he could hit points that are super layered, and yeah. he has a lot of experience. So he's a person that I, I go to. Oh, of course, my father. My father has a lot of great advice, and he's very calm, very peaceful, and um, speaks gently, but it makes sense. You know, he's very strategic, but he does it in just a balanced way. So those are kind of, and then my coach, Derek, everybody that's 
if you want to give me advice, I, I just let look it. I would say even a five year old little kid, if if they had something that they were that they were making sense on, right? I'm gonna listen to that. It, it, I could find inspiration. I agree. At anything, I love that, Ryan. Since what age have you been protected? Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, sometimes when you're a young athlete, you will you will have a lot of people that are around you because they know they're gonna make a lot of money, and they know you're gonna be somebody, right? If, if you know what I'm saying, like it's constantly like, hey. Do this for him. Do that for him. Protect him here. Protect him here. Since what age have you been protected by guys who have been making sure for you to not make a mistake? I think my mom's been the one trying to protect me the most. At the end of the day, people are coming into my life to take what I have, not to get help me and protect me. Most of the time, when I was first coming up, now I have a solid team. But when I was first coming up, you had people that just seen me as a dollar sign and, and thought they could, you know, use their words of mouth to try to lure me in to, you know, doing everything supposedly is going to be for me, but really it's for them and their benefit. And, you know, I had to deal with that. My mom was a shark, though. Your mom was a shark? Shark. Okay. Like, that's where I get my sharkness from. Mom and dad are still together? Yes. Okay. Yes. So my mom's the shark. She's he she hunts everybody now, run away, <laughs> you know what I mean? Run away because she don't play. She where where's she from? Where's her family from? She she grew up in Los Angeles. She went to USC. She graduated from USC and um and you know she was just born and raised in in LA pretty much. My dad so educated. Somebody that went to school. Somebody that you know. My dad Chicago um, went to musical school. Was a piano pianist and then he also designed. Uh, little kids' clothing, dresses, and things like that. They were doing good for a time being till I was about seven years. It was kind of like when I first started boxing. That's when everything kind of just went south because of the the 08 crash. And um, at that point, it was like, okay, now we got to move to Victorville. Victorville is a very small town. You know, five bed, five kids, one bedroom, little casita, and we're trying to figure it out. You know, they're trying to, you know, make the right move. And oh, wait, so you're 9, 10 years old. Yeah, yes, I'm around there. So you're you born know? 88, right? You're in August. 98, 98, 98. You're 98, but are you an August baby? Or? August baby. August baby, yeah, okay, so. I, I, I'm a Leo. I wouldn't be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> lion, do you like the lion? Yep, I, I agree. Like, and I'm very familiar with Victorville, by the way, yeah. on the way to Vegas. So it's right course. by the freeway there. That's what they all say yeah. about it. But no, no it's, it's, a, it's a city where, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just somewhat overlooked i guess because of your passing through mm -hmm. but um no I, I i had a very strong self-belief in myself since i was little and a lot of people knew that you know they would tell me but i knew it and i knew i was headed somewhere but yeah so um my my, my dad decided to put all the money into me it was actually an interesting story my dad go i mean my uncle goes one of um one of the kids in in, in our family is going to be the fight, he's going to be the golden child. Your uncle saying that. Yeah, he okay. said that before, like, long, long time ago. Got it, Because yeah. he used to box, and he made it to the Nationals, but then he got married and, like, kind of, like, threw him off the course mm -hmm. of even trying to go pro. So he says to himself when he's over there at the Nationals, he goes, somebody in our family is going to come back here, and somebody's going to win, and somebody's going to take this to a whole other level. All the kids are born, but he said when he's seen me, he's like, that's the one. And then also my mom goes, when I was born, all the Asian ladies came in our room. And mom was like, why is all the Asian ladies coming by? So you're like, because he, he's the lucky bit. Because number eight in um, 
I guess in China, mm-hmm. is a very lucky number. So my birthday is 8898. So like, oh, this is a lucky Eight bitch. is luck, period. Right, yeah. right. I, I mean, it's a great number. But um, And I'm not trying to do that to toot my own horn, but it's more on the, the sense of, like, I, I've had a lot of significant, I would say, would you say signs? Okay, signs that point to, like, I'm destined for something that could be great. So you've been protected. So, okay, your family loved... You know, uncle says this one's the one he's going to do something. The Asian ladies come in 888, 8898. Something's going to happen. My son them. born 12, 23, 23. My mom born 4, 4, 64. You understand? Like numbers have like spiritual meanings. I'm, I'm a numbers guy. So you're, yeah. you're speaking my language. So yeah. how many how many uh, fist fights did you get into before you graduated high school? My whole, fist fights. My whole thing is I never socked nobody in the face when I struck when I when I was in a street fight. I would just slap them. So this big kid, first one, I think one of my first fights, and mind you, I'm always scared to fight in the street. I used to be terrified. Like I was, when I was a kid, I could fight in the ring, but on the street, I would, I would curl up into a ball because I'd be like, I don't know what this is. Like I, I, it's not, you know, it's not coordinated. I'm used to coordination mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and protocol and you know, structure, structure, yeah. uh, and there's no structure in the street fight. But anyways, you push me to that point, then then. Something else happens. Then I, then I tell you to run, because then I'm 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 coming in a whole different manner. Like they see it in my eyes. So, anyways, this kid pushed me in basketball. It's like maybe oh, was it fourth grade? Big kid, huge. But I told him I was like, stop pushing me, man. Like it's not gonna. Like okay. Anyways, he threw a punch. I just hit him to the body, knocked him out. That got in trouble, whatever. But I would never hit him in the face. So, then this other kid named Debo. Debo, out of all the names. Debo. <laughs> Debo. Like crazy Debo, right? No, but he wasn't like Debo as in that big Debo. He was just like, an, he he boxed with my dad. I'm like, dude, you know what I could do? What are you doing? He throws my basketball down. He was mad about basketball. It's a basketball again. That's the thing. Nobody knows. When you play street ball, there's going to be a fight. Yeah. I've got in three fights. And I'll share another one. So, anyways, he got it really bad. So, he threw my ball down the street. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to let you do that. I grab his ball, and I throw it across the fence. I said, you go get your ball. I'll go get my ball. We call it even. <laughs> he said, nope, we need it now. I said, Debo, you know what I can do? He goes, this is a street fight. It's different. I said, okay, let's go. He tries to kick me. I'm like, block. I'm like, what are you do? I hit him so hard. So many slaps on Debo. Stop. You're crying up. I don't want to hit you anymore. He keeps swinging. Oh, shoot. I'm breaking the mic now. Um, I hit him so hard, he had a welt in my hand all over his face. Like you could. How old are you at the seven? How old is he? I'm 14, around 14, okay, 13. Got him. So now we're a little older. So 14, you can really hurt. You can feel hurting somebody at 14. I slapped him so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Debo, if you're hearing this, Debo. I slapped him so hard. I'm like, dang, Debo. He goes back home crying. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. I always feel bad whenever I beat somebody up. I'm like, dang, why did I do that? But then I'm like, you know, he asked for it, so you know. Anyways, his mom comes pulling up. I'm like, dang, I'm in trouble for real. Daddy's going to come. Everybody's going to come. Try to jump me or something. She goes, thank you for beating my son's ass. He deserved that. He needed that ass. Wow. I said, oh, no problem. Miss, I forgot her name. Um, And then my friend, I had a lot of things, man. My friend, that he became my best friend. He was like 6'2". He's a professional boxer now. His name's Lawrence King. We were in, um, we were in PE, I believe, um, I didn't know him at this time, but he heard that I was a boxer. He said, you box? He's like, you don't box. I said, 
yes, I do box. He said, look at you. you don't, he was basically like, you don't look like no boxer. Just shut up. You ain't no boxer. I said, come to my house. We could put some gloves on. And then you're going to find out that I'm a fighter. Anyways, nobody's ever. There he is. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Lord? Um, nobody. Um, he sparred Canelo. He's sparring everybody now. Anyways, I hope Lawrence don't mind this, but he was a trouble kid back then. You know, he was out there doing stupid stuff. And I was the kind of kid around it, but I was like, this ain't it. Like, let's not do this. This is not the move. Like, Got it. let's not mess with that. Let's just focus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was that kid. Like I, I got you guys. I, I understand this life. Like I, I want to. I want to make some money too, but I don't want to make it that way. You know. Anyway, so I told him. I said, "Come to my house." Nobody really would come to my house when I would tell them that. If they said they want to fight us, so come to my house. Come find out. We'll put some gloves on so you don't get hurt. Anyway, he's the only one that comes on a bike. Of course, it's just huge. Of course, he wants to challenge this little. At the time, maybe like five six, five five at one nineteen. You know, does the does the high school know you're a fighter? Do they know you? They know, know I'm a fight? fighter. They didn't really make a big noise about it. But are you a tough guy, or are you hanging out with mm, gangsters? You're all quiet, the girls. low key. I look like I look like the guy, Got just it. like yo. That's like, I mean, I don't know if this is offensive, but like the gay friend, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just hanging out with all the girls. Or then the day, I was I was just vibing with all of them. I just was like feminine energy. I just sometimes I need it. You know what I mean? So for you, you were good with the <laughs> Yo, girls. That's crazy to say. I was great with the girls. What do you mean? Early. Oh, yeah, of course. Because I just treat them like my main objective is not to just like if you come in with the sense of like I want to just fuck you, they feel that energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. You come in like that, oh I just want to fuck. Guess what? She's gonna feel that and be like, this dude's a weirdo. At the end of the day, I just want to be authentic. I don't like bad energy. So if the girl got bad energy, I'm outfit. I don't care how what you look like. You look like something crazy. Your energy is horrible. <laughs> Get away from me, <laughs> please. Uh, anyways, so I was good with ladies. So he probably thought I was weak or something. He comes to the house. We fight for like two hours straight. Mind you, I would have knocked him out if he was my you size. Two hours straight. Two hours straight. Like your boxing gloves. Boxing or just, gloves. Okay, got it. It's two hours straight. He's bleeding. I'm bleeding. I'm like, bro, can we stop? Like, he want, I said, I'm not quitting. So he's like, you cool? I was like, we made an agreement. I was like, we're cool? Okay. Anyways, we end up taking a picture, posting it on Facebook. He has a little something in his mouth. I have my mouth. I'm like, okay, we had a good fight. Anyways, he comes back again. And I thought he was talented. Although he was way bigger than me, I was like, no, he has something still, though. Like, some guys really, even how big they are, they can't fight. Mm-hmm. He could fight. He hit me with some good shots. But I also cracked him. And then I said, come back again, because I had a different strategy this time. He comes back. He won't admit this. I could call him up right now, actually. I call Floyd, too, right now. Anyways, what I'm going to say is I hit him so hard to the body because he was taking all my headshots. So I was like, okay, I got to go to this man's body now. Like, this is my objective this next time around. He, it, wasn't, it didn't even last 30 minutes, right? It lasted way less than that. He goes, I hate hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. I'm like, it's not hot Cheetos. You can't take body shots, kid. <laughs> you better have been working on that core right now because the other opponent's going to be listening to this, Lawrence. I got to go watch him fight, though. He just invited me. But yeah, that was a little story of those little fights here and there. So three fights. No, more. Fourth grade. More. There's more. There, okay, got it. But no, no, like, uh, you're not the kid that grew up with gangs, guns, you know, Around craziness. Me, yes. Around but me, you, yes. you stayed away from yes, 100%. it. Yes, 100%. Okay, so you were more. The guy who knew how to fight, but you're more at the gym, you're with the girls, that's you in high school. Is that a pretty, 
good assessment, or would you say you well, played some high school ball? Did you play sports? Or I no? tried to play basketball, but my teachers would complain to my coach that I'm talking too much in class, and he would never let me play. I'm re- I was really good. He recruited me. He, I was playing in PE, and I, I, I was killing these dudes, running point like I'm like 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 I'm running point like I do now, you know. And he was like, "Man, you play like this kid." Boom, boom, boom. He's giving me these accolades of some other kid that he won the state, and he's like, "You remind him of it." And I was like. I was like, okay, I want to play. Like, let's do it. Anyways, he never gave me my shot. I would have killed it if I would have stepped on that court. Basketball. I'm still good. I'm still good. Interesting. You know, okay. So, so, so then you come out. You have your first fight, uh, uh, I want to say June of, uh, 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 I don't know what year it is. June of, the, the fight in Tijuana. June of 2016. June 19, 2016. At 17 years old, you turned pro. I went pro because my, 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 my family needed money. And they changed the age requirements to go to the Olympics from, I believe it was 17 to 19. So now I can't go to the Olympics. I'm like, what am I here for? I just want, I just made the Olympic team. I made the, the I would say, now it would be under 19 squad to be, like, you know, the U.S. travel team. I was like, what am I doing? I got to go pro. You know, this is going to be a waste of time for me. And my parents needed money. We all needed money. So I was like, let's just do it. How much you got paid your first fight? Nothing. So nothing first fight. Then Golden Boy comes and assigns you in November, a couple months later. Yeah, because I went and winning like four fights in Mexico. Um, I had a manager, and he gave me fifty thousand dollar bonus. So I would say I started out with fifty thousand. Okay, I mean that's that's real money if you don't have money at first. I spent I spent it within two months. What you spend it on? Gucci, whatever I wanted. <laughs> okay, so so the, so so you make you get the fifty k. Shout out Gucci. <laughs> you get a couple things. I need a Gucci. Deal. No, just kidding. <laughs> and then you're with Golden Boy. Was what was your first time you met Oscar? Was that the first time you met him, or you met him before turning pro? Mm-mm, Oscar hit me up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oscar hits you up on, so he was prospecting through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Respect to him for prospecting that I way. I guess so. So he hits you up on Instagram, and then what happens? You, oh man, this is awesome. Like this is cool, but I didn't really trip on it. I just thought like that's somebody I look up to. I resonate with Oscar. We, we you know, we have a lot of similar qualities. You know, his he's Mexican American. I'm Mexican American. He was has a great left hook. I have a great left hook, um, and. You know, that really resonated with me. So I was like, okay, I could relate to him, you know. Did you look up to him as a kid coming up in high school? Just like anybody, you know, you're a fighter. You love people that bring that type of energy. You know, I always love when you would get with your family and put a fight on. And it was like an event, you know, it was like a party. Mm. And he would bring that. And so would Floyd. So those were the two people I looked up to the most. As in, like, I want to bring boxing that. Whatever that is, that's what I want to do. So did I look up to him? Um, in a way, yes. Floyd also tried to sign me. So now I got two people that look up to me on the inside. Same time? Yes. So how did Floyd reach out to you? One is Instagram, DM. What? I forgot. It was through some other people, and then we got were it. chilling for a little bit, and then he told me to spar at his gym. I sparred in front of him, but you know what? Floyd, me and Floyd, it was different because Floyd is more harder to impress. So I didn't like that vibe. I felt like he didn't believe in me. I was like, I don't like people that don't believe in me. Like, I'm okay. I'll just go with these guys. That's why I made that decision to not sign with Floyd or got Top it. Rank. So when, so when you got the call uh, or the DM from uh, uh, from Oscar, yeah. how much longer did you sign with him? 
Like, was it a quick thing? Quick thing where it's like, okay, great, let's make it work. No, it was like, let's figure it out. You know, let Roger do his thing. Roger at the time was my manager, and I kind of just let him do his thing. We signed. I was excited and got a fight at the forum. My first fight, knocked the guy out. So it started off good. It started off good. When did you start making real money? When were you were like, okay, now I'm getting a taste of real good money? I think when I got that deal from Gymshark, you know, they had given me, like, a lot of money, you know, every month. I don't remember how much it was, at least 250000 Per month? No, not per month. That's crazy. The, what they gave you? <laughs> yeah, they gave me, yeah, but that would get paid every month. Got it. And and this is. I don't what, know if those are the exact numbers. I don't want to say something. Else. You're a teen at this time. When when they give you that money, are you yeah, like, like 16, 19, 17? Okay, 19, nineteen years old. Got it. So when is the first time you made money off a fight? Uh, actually, it wasn't off a fight. It was off a deal that I did with Oscar. Because if you remember, I was gonna fight this guy named Avery Sparrow. And of course, this happens in my life. This guy ends up going to jail. The day of the weigh-ins. <laughs> Of course, this happens to me. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Golden Boy tries to save the show because mm-hmm. everybody bought the tickets for me. So yep. they try to save the show by throwing some dude named Romero Duno on me on last minute. I said, I didn't prepare for this guy. Why would I fight him right now? You're crazy. I'm not doing that. Oh, and then they put out a story that I'm scared. Golden Boy, my own promotion company, says I'm scared. Put on that fight. It only lasts about a minute 30. Um, and he goes, I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm scared. What? This guy going to jail? Then you want Golden Boy put the yeah, story and I said, Yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm not saving the show for nobody. At that point, they knew I was different. I said, I'm not fighting him. You guys are crazy. And then guess what? I, I work out one of the biggest deals that Golden Boy has done, signing a prospect. Then they had to pay me. Like eight million dollars in bonuses, and they threw me in. You know, first bonus was one point five million. So, at I forgot how old I was, maybe in my early twenties. Then boom, I make. I'm already in the. I'm in the millions. So once I seen a million in my bank account, I said, "That's crazy, huh, Dad?" I was like, "Cool." Forgot about it after like. Five what did it do to you? What did it do to you when you when you got the money? Did it? I, I don't know what it did to me. All I know is I had it. Because I don't value money like that. I give away money all the time. I just don't tell people. Like, I don't write stories about it. I give money to random people if I feel God is telling me to. If God tell me right now, and I felt in my spirit, give Pat this your watch right now. I'll take off my watch on this live podcast. I say, you have my watch now. And I love that. I, li- I love that watch. Our watch is cool. It's a nice looking watch. And if you love it, you're going to have it. But guess what? At the end of the day, that's how I move. So I, I was never scared of money, so money came to me. Yeah, Money keeps coming to me. But it's not my money. It's really God's money. So I don't care. This doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, I like to look good. I love to look good. And that's what, you know, I try to, I try to look, at my, like, look the best I could possibly look. But it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with other than me trying to be, you know, the best version of myself. Like, I like to dress clean. Do, like you, do you love boxing? I love boxing. You love boxing? I love boxing. Okay, so what's your vision with boxing? What do you want to do with boxing? I'm just going to, just like David, right? When David... Um, in the Bible, he grew his popularity through his battles. That's how he was before he was king. Mm-hmm. That's why Saul started hating on him. I'm just growing my platform through boxing. That's it. Do you have a vision? Like, meaning, do you? Oh, I have a vision. I have a big vision. What, what, what's your vision specific with boxing? I'm just going to be the best fighter in the world, and then I'm going to sayonara everybody, and they won't even expect it. That's my vision. I'm going to beat the people 
that they don't. I'm getting everything back in blood. I I did this fight with Javante specifically for a reason. You know, it was more of a sacrifice to help save boxing because nobody the boxing was boring. It was nobody was talking about it. It was it was losing to these gimmick fights that were making more noise than the real fights. I was like, I always knew that me and Javante were going to be a huge fight. Anyways, I'm in a horrible place before, after the, like before the Javante. I'm in a horrible place. Tell me what you mean by that. Spiritually, just in my relationship and just all that I'm doing in my life. Like, I'm going haywire. But I can't pull out because they already, they're going to say the worst of me. But I said, okay, let me put my big big boy boots on and let's get to it. I told myself, Against everything everybody told me, mm-hmm. don't do it. Don't take the rehydration cards. All the things that he put on me, right? I don't want to get too much into it because everybody should know what went down. But in case they don't, I'll explain it a little bit. Anyways, so Gervonta and me, I was looking for a fight. I just had beat Javier Fortuna, and at that place, I, at that point, I was in a good place, and I was ready to fight him. I said, "Let's run it in October." It was in July. I fought Javier. I said, "Let's run it in October." They played with me. They said it'll be October. Then they said, nope, we're going to do December. I said, okay, let's do December. I'm ready. You, I can't be on a break too long because I, I like to move. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm-hmm. I got I to gotta be doing something. Anyways, they can't do December because it's his birthday. He likes to celebrate his birthday. Like, what is the fuck? What? Okay, January comes. I said, let's do it in January. He goes, well, now I need a tune-up. Oh, you fucking motherfucker. You need a tune-up? Yeah, you should probably get a tune-up, too. Fuck you. I'm not doing nothing to risk this fight. I'm going to give the fans what I told them to do, that I was going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring authenticity back to the sport. You guys are playing fucking game. In business, nobody would do business with you if you act like this. Mm. But it happens a lot in boxing, though, right? Oh, yeah, it because to it's be strategic. Boxing. Yeah. It's, Floyd was telling him all these things. Floyd's given this counsel to yes. Devontae. Who do you think is telling him to do the rehydration clauses and and not, you know, putting all these stipulations on me? You can't, you can't do this. You can't do that. The ring needs to be this size. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's 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 Davis Garcia. It's not, but, but all these things were all by Floyd. Floyd is telling him what to do. How smart is Floyd? Floyd is wise. Floyd's a wise man and, and, and very strategic. You've been you've been uh, you've been spending a lot of time with Floyd lately, right? I mean, yeah. they saw you running with Floyd and all this stuff, and and I, I got inside information about the whole thing. What's that? How did Javante know that my rib got separated while I was in the fight, How or, 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 or before the fight? Who do you? How do you think they got the information? You got to pay. What? Who do you think told me that they paid? So I know how much it takes, how much money it takes to betray Ryan Garcia. I know a little glimpse. It probably could be less for some people. So someone on the outside leaked that your ribs. Got, my rib got separated because I was losing so much weight. And this dude that, this dude does a video, right? The one that did this to me and yeah. goes, Ryan, are you okay? Like it was a random ass video. Ryan, are you okay? It became like a meme almost. Like, I'm sorry I hurt your rib. I caused you to lose Javante. I was like, what is he talking about? Because he made it seem like he really did it like that. And then I, I've been beating his ass the whole training camp. I'm cutting weight. I'm dying, literally dying. Like, I'm talking about, like, there's health issues to cut that much weight. Like, I'm, I'm dehydrated every day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's getting mm-hmm. bad. And then I go spar. And 
within the first 30 seconds, I take a routine body shot, like a, a body shot I could take any day of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten hit by way big, huge punchers. I just barely, boom, I move, boom, hits me in a spot, boom, it goes down. I said, stop, something happened to my rib, I can't breathe, I got to stop the sparring. Nothing crazy like he's beating my ass and then gets to my mm-hmm. rib. No, mm-hmm. it was just a routine shot. Hey, it's sparring, I'm not going to continue. My rib is, something's wrong with my rib. I go to the hospital, he's like, your rib separated. Doctor goes, it went it, it went lower, you know, um, and it, it'll go back up on its own. But you need to rest it for three weeks. I don't have three weeks. <laughs> I'm running like this. <clears throat> I'm running five miles like this every step, holding my... And at the time, nobody really seen it. It was just like, he got it. He got it. Because they're thinking about the big check. Not Ryan, you should probably rethink this a little bit and maybe not fight. So who leaked it to him? The guy? Whoever was, there's only three people in that. And I'm not even going to give names because I don't want to get sued. But there's only three people that were in. I'm sorry, four people that were in there. Are these four people that we would know? I don't know. I'm not going to say nothing. So, so, but Floyd or somebody on that side told you that they whispered to them that your ribs were separated. Yes. That's why Javante knew Huh. I got Judas. I got Judas. Interesting. Somebody came and kissed me on the cheek and says, hey, that's the one. <laughs> right? Like, yo, that's crazy. It's a crazy how, move. How's, how's your relationship with Oscar today? I mean, obviously we've seen it, but how's it Way today? better. It is? Way better. Really? Yeah. What happened? What changed? I said, I don't do this. I don't do this. Let's figure it out. That's all it took. I don't do this. Whatever this chaos is and... Back up, I don't do that. We're going to come together. We're going to figure this out. I said, I love you. I said, regardless of all the media shit or legal things, I love you. Let's figure it out. How recent is this? I don't remember on my phone. Somewhere in my phone. Not, not too long ago. So this is recent where you guys had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. And so mm-hmm. now, uh, uh, there, there's, if you want to pull up the tweet, there's a tweet that came out. Uh, this one right here, where Oscar says, pre-run with Floyd, Ryan wants <laughs> Haney. Post-run with Floyd, Ryan wants Roley. Golden Boy has worked with Ryan Garcia since he turned pro. And together, This is my problem with Oscar. Stop going to the media and bashing Floyd. There's no reason. I've made him the biggest strong boxer. Yeah. We will make it with Roley into a huge event. Like we always with Floyd. If you want to give Ryan the secret to defense in the ring, that's great. Other than that, if you're still a promoter, uh, like it says here, F off. So is this... It, it, did you guys address this together when you're talking with uh, Oscar? No, he just did that because he was mad. Um, at the end of the day, Floyd's influential. It's a normal conversation you have with people. So why, so why don't you try to go get a belt, you know, and then fight Haney for a bigger unification? So it makes more sense and you bring a bigger, there's more at stake. I was like, I don't know, Floyd. Like, I give the people my word. And, and Floyd's like, well, things change, you know. And he gave me this, like, little, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to just keep it short and simple. And I was like, all right, Floyd. Like, I look up to Floyd a lot. And I really do love him. And that's why I went out of the limb to, like, defend him on online when I didn't really have to. You know, because I genuinely know he has a big heart. Floyd. Huge heart. Authentic, huge heart. Does he like money? Yes. But he also loves blessing people. And he, in and he tries his best. So me and Floyd have gotten close, and, and, and I really value that relationship. He actually just called me. I, 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 
You just FaceTime me right now. I can FaceTime him right now. My phone's not even on. I would have FaceTime him on this podcast. <laughs> can we find me a yeah, charger? Let me get your charger here. Yeah, I'll FaceTime him right now. There you go. We'll have Floyd Mayweather on this podcast real quick. What's the biggest difference between the two? Him, What's the biggest difference between the two? Between him and the Oscar? Since you're spending time with them. Like, you know, in the corner. Oscar is getting to the point where he's being his truest self. You know, goofy, crazy, and whatever he wants to be. And just kind of trying to be living in truth. Floyd's always been living in truth. He's real as it comes. You know, that's the difference. I would say. Strategically, are they both strategic same levels? There's a different level of strategy. I don't don't want to offend anybody. Got it. And and when you, when you, the reason why I ask the question is because you're sitting there, you're saying, you know, Floyd is giving counsel to Gervonta on what the size of, you know, the ring yeah. should be and, you know, these clauses you got to put in and hydration and all this other stuff. You know, in the business world, this is kind of like when you sell the business and you get the right counsel. Somebody will say, hey, be careful with the length of non-compete. OK. And how long do you want to keep you on as CEO? Uh, what's the right. amount of stocks you're taking? Are you taking stock or cash up front? You take stock, that company drops, you're not going to make a lot of money. It's too risky. Make sure you have a lot of cash up front and you only leave a little bit. There's all these things that come. Mm. The, is that the relationship that you have with Oscar where Oscar is negotiating for you and telling you what things to be looking out for? Or is that kind of like the role Floyd is playing? It's more like Floyd. That, that sounds like Floyd. Got it. Oscar's more of like a... He's strategic, but in his own way. You know what I mean? I can't really... I'm not going to go too deep in it because, I, like I told you, it's just two different type of strategies. One's, like, in your face, and one of them's, like, moving in silence and just destroying destroying everything from a, from the top. So, so, so you, you're going to... Floyd works in shadows. Floyd Oscar, works in shadows. Yeah, he's, from be, he's in behind the scenes. Got it. More than you think. Got it. In this boxing game. Got it. And I hope I'm not giving too much information. Recently, Oscar Oscar said something about, hey, Floyd can do whatever he wants to do, but you got to be careful with poaching. What 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 is the poaching? How is poaching treated in boxing? Like he's trying, to, like he's trying to act as my promoter, but Floyd is not. It's called being friends with somebody. <laughs> like you could literally be friends with somebody. You know that, right? Like you could give me counsel about a fight, and if I say, yo, Patrick Ben David was like, yo, don't fight that guy right now. Fight this guy. Like what are you doing? That's called. Friends, but I would see like okay if I can be direct with you because for me, I look at you as a guy that uh, uh, I'm excited to see what you're going to do next ten years. Like you're going to entertain the world for ten years, realistically, and we we'd like to see you freaking kill it the next the day I die. Totally, but (laughs) what I mean is specifically with this space, right? In in every phase of your life is a certain space you're trying to conquer. The current space you're in is boxing, right? So. Do you think for Oscar, like from your standpoint, do you think a part of it is if you were to make a list of who probably would be Oscar's biggest enemy? I don't know if there's a bigger enemy for Oscar than Floyd. It's so funny. They have a rivalry that goes decades. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, even the fight between the two of them and what it was like and how Oscar fought and, you know, who's who and, you know. Oscar uh, had a lot of potential. I think Oscar just didn't reach his fullest potential. Why do you think? He let all the bullshit get to him. Like, this shit is bullshit. All the fame, all the money, the girls, all that is bullshit. There's only one purpose, and that's God. Whatever God's will is, no, that's the truth. 
I don't even think there's no side. Because at the end of the day, if you don't fulfill the will of God, what are you doing? Think about it. What are you doing? You're living for yourself. You're just that's why you that's why you end up messing up. Because you're only living for yourself. So if you're out here doing all these crazy things, of course you're not going to do what you were supposed to do. He could have been probably the biggest fighter of all time. The way his t- he he almost did beat Floyd, even though he bit all those clauses on Floyd, and that's where Floyd learned it from. Wow. So Floyd learned the clauses from Oscar. Yes. And then he took the torch and took it to a whole nother level. Think about it. Watch the fight. Floyd had the biggest gloves on in the world. Go to a picture of them fighting. Look at his gloves and look at Oscar's gloves. I'm going to show you how this game is. You put the fight between two of them. See if you can find it. Look at them gloves, bro. He got heavyweight gloves on. So he got he got Floyd to get heavyweight gloves. How yeah. so he he negotiated Floyd having bigger yeah. gloves than him? Yes, yes, yes. Is that proven? Is that like documented? Wait, hold up. I'm asking Floyd if I could call him. <laughs> it was a great fight, though. Yeah, Oscar almost got that. Yeah, Oscar did almost get that. But Oscar did what Oscar do. You cannot finish the job. All his biggest fights he lost. Why? Because you cut corners. That's why you couldn't get over the hill. You only get over the hill when you do things that that magnify your chances. Preparation is key. He he must have been cutting corners because he could have won all those fights. Shane Mosley, Tito Trinidad, Floyd Mayweather. He had a chance to win all those fights, but didn't. You need to ask that question. Why? Because you're out there making mistakes. You how, know? How much? Uh, so, so, so I called a few guys. I'm an L.A. kid, right? I grew up in L.A. And I grew up, uh, my best friend's from Victor. And by the way, I want to say, I love you, Oscar. It's not about that. I'm just trying to tell the truth. But, but here's where I'm going with this. When I, when I call my friends in L.A., I mean, listen, we, we grew up watching uh, uh, Tito fighting Vargas. And we would have the best carnesada watching the fights. And Cinco de Mayo was like a legendary weekend. Everybody would be caught up in the boxing, all that stuff, right? How much How much you think your, are you, do you think you're following more Oscar's footsteps? Do you think you're following more Mayweather's lineage of decisions being made or Canelo? What, what do you think? Or do you think it's... I'm following Ryan Garcia's way. And, t- and tell me that. Tell me, tell me more about that. And that's trying to be as truthful as I can and as, as authentic as I can and not trying to do the bullshit that everybody's trying to do. Because I don't give a fuck about money. I, give a pu- I, I care about my word. Excuse my language. So when I give my word, I do try my best to keep my word. So when I told the fans, Rollies or Haney, there was a poll on Twitter. Haney won. Barely, but he won. At the end of the day, that was my first instinct to give them what, that, what, 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 what they wanted. And you can pull it up right here. Check this out. Which one is this? It's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. When did I share Idris Elba or those? Oh, see, look at. Who should you fight first? I'll let the people decide in three days. So April 20th is a fight, right? So, uh, so, uh, so obviously, 
I take Floyd's counsel in yeah. a way. Yeah. I mess up. People would bash me for it. Okay, I'll take the heat. That falls out. Roly uses my name. I don't even like saying his name. I'm going to call him Roly Oli, Poli Schmoli. You know what I mean? I don't like saying his name because he, he's been using my name to build himself up since we were sparring back in 2016. You understand this man is famous for sparring me? And then continues to do it and then says we're going to fight because I'm ready to beat his ass at this point. Right, let me just go get rid of this weirdo. Right? Look at this weirdo. That's a weirdo. Why are you doing this? Just put a fucking shirt on. Great. You have abs. We all do. Well, at least some of us. Hello. Weirdo. Okay? He's just a very obnoxious kid. And at the end of the day, I was ready to just end it. Right? Because I'm getting ready for a fight when I spar this guy. Right? He's super big at this point. He's way bigger than me. I'll give it to him. He has punching power. I know this. My bad. Let me just wipe this off. I know this. So the first time we spark, I'm moving around the ring. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's take his power away. Mm -hmm. Ba ba boom. Get mind you, I'm still young. I'm I'm still learning my craft. Mm -hmm. But anyways, and he's still learning his craft. He 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 started boxing late. Whatever. It's a fight at the end of the day. I know what I have to do. I start boom 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 move around boom boom. He's like. He hits me up like you were running the whole time. I said, say less. I'll see you tomorrow. I go spar him. I said, I stand right there. I'm beating his ass the whole time. He caught me with a shot, made it look really worse than it was. I grab him. Boom, boom, boom. We're fighting. Boom, boom, boom. It's a sparring match. Who cares? Anyways, he makes a whole edit about it. Says, I beat his ass. He sucked. Boom, boom, boom. He gets famous off it. I start beefing with him. I'm like, you're a bitch. For real. This is when? This is how long ago? This is like, we were young. Can, can you pull it up? We were young. Just spit Ryan Garcia and Roly Spine. When is that? It might not be accurate though. Who wins? Old Spine video. See, no, see, no, that's not. That's one they they posted. But he at least he put old Spine video. Where is it really at though? Look for the oldest one. How many years is that, Rob? This one right here is six years ago. Okay. Is that the one? Yes. Six okay. years ago. Anyways, we all could we all could make an edit video of, of of making it look worse than it is, right? You can watch a little bit. It's fine. Obviously, look how young I look. Mm -hmm. And look how small I am. I'm getting ready for a fight. So you're 19. How old is he? I Like 21, maybe. Okay, so you guys are two years apart. I don't know. He might be a little older than that. I, can somebody check how old Rollies is? I'll do it, Rob. You keep you keep playing it. I'll check it here. Yeah. Anyways, it was a whatever sparring. It's like I was fucking cracking him, and, and and then he started coming on late. But this dude, we know he don't have a chin. So if I would have caught him early, he would have been out early. You know, like I caught him many times early. He caught me later on. Where's the sparring match? He has fourteen ounce gloves. Anyways, I don't want to explain myself because this is very. Look at I cracked him with that left. Boom, blocking all his shots. Nothing's happening. He, he gets me later on. And look at this. Look at that. He's throwing me on the floor. This thing would never happen in a real fight. At the end of the day, he's been using this sparring footage for years. Who's in there right now? Like, who, who, is, who are some names that are in there right now? I don't know who's in there at this point. I really don't. And where is this? Where is this? This is right? Mayweather's gym. Okay, this is that's why. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. I cracked him with that. And he tried to come back. Anyways, he look at this. He, he can't mess with me. He sucks, you know? 
And at the end of the day, he's a sparring champion. He's four right, years that's, old. That's enough. So th we don't got to look at it anymore. You're 19. He's 23. Yes. Okay. And I'm getting ready for fight, so I'm cutting weight. Got it. I'm low. He's high. I don't really care. I'm just saying, let's run it. He makes a big deal about it. Dude, so annoying. Like, okay, whatever. So th then he uses my name for fame. Cut back to this time. I say, let's fight. We get on negotiations. So then I think to myself, I could also fight Cruz. I just want to keep my options open. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I'm fighting. I was like, okay, let's talk to Cruz. Let's talk to Rollies. We even talk to Haney, whatever, whoever wants it. Everyone took offense to that. Oh, you, you're going behind my back. No, I said it loudly in front of everybody. I kept it transparent. Yes, I want to fight you, Rollies. I could run it with Devin. And I could run it with Cruz. Anyways, he obviously took offense to that. And then they all decided to use my name. And then we, well, they tell me that the deal is going to be done. That's why I post the thing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the next day, he announces he's fighting Cruz. I'm like, you motherfucker. So I just post that. Me and Pitbull. He's fighting. Uh yeah, yeah. So I post because everybody gives me the go that this is really happening. Yeah. Then I post it. And then I, again, are seen as the liar. And I'm like, dang, I see the tricks. I see the tricks. It's okay. My mistake is I should have always kept my word. If I told the people I'm fighting Devin Haney, I should have not let nobody influence me otherwise. Mm. Not neither Floyd, not neither uh, nobody. If I say something, I need to keep to it. That's the lesson I learned. So that would never happen again. So is is... So originally, you said even earlier, so Oscar's like, hey, fight Roley first, and from there, let's go make a bigger fight with Haney, right? Roley's now 15-1, and one, uh, 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 and Haney is 31-0. 15 and, and done. 15 and done, yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming Floyd's telling you, why do you need to even run Roley? Why don't you go directly to Devin? I'm assuming that's what Floyd's giving you, or no, that's not the feedback he's giving you? No. It's your decision. You want to fight Devin? Yes. Got it. Okay. And I'm not changing my mind no more. So is that, uh, uh, are you kind of whispering to us that that's kind of what's probably going to be announced 420? 420. That's going to be a big fight. Shusha. Yeah, that's going to be good. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be good. You don't know. I know what Shusha is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we need Mike Tyson on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Mike, me. That would be, have you done a Mike Tyson yeah. podcast before? He's Mike. very. I love Mike. Mike. Mike, before my last fight. Visit me in my hotel room. He said, I just want to hang out. I said, okay. He's like, I'm in the area. I'm like, okay. We hang out. I'm telling you. He want to leave the room. I love him. I said, I got to weigh in tomorrow, Mike. Like, I have to go to sleep. We're talking for hours and hours and hours laughing. I'm like, Mike is in. This is pre-weigh-in. Yes. And I'm dying. <laughs> Girl, I'm dying. I'm cutting weight. That's me and Mike right there. I'm like, Mike. That was oh that day. God, look you look, look skinny. Look. Oh, my God. Go, go zoom that in. That doesn't even look healthy. <laughs> Rob, zoom in a little bit on that. Go to the next picture. Holy shit. What do you weigh, what do you weigh in that picture? Like 144. Wow. I'm like, Mike, can you? I had to be like, Mike, I'm going to sleep. And Mike was like, all right. Anyways, nobody knows this, but I'm going to share it. I think one of Mike's team got me sick. So after that day, I'm sick, like I got COVID or something. I'm shivering. I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to make weight? I got to start. I'm downing DayQuil, water, crazy. It doesn't go away. I get enough to lose the weight. And then I'm like, how am I going to fight with this? This is crazy. 
I said, God, what do I do? I call my, my strength and conditioning coach, Sip. I said, Sip, what do I do? I'm sick. He goes, do you remember Michael uh, Jordan's flu game? I said, I do remember that. 103.9. He was like, lock in like that. I said, say less. So I started looking up how to perform under the weather. <laughs> that was my Google search. How to perform under the weather. It mentioned coffee. It mentioned this. It mm-hmm. mentioned that. I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to drink a bunch of water. So I drove, I drank like seven water bottles. So I'm pissing out everything. Then I'm doing the day quill. And then every three hours, I'm boom, boom, boom. Then I'm training. So now mm-hmm. I'm trying to sweat it out. So I'm sweating it out. I'm doing the day quill. I'm doing the water. I'm doing the coffee. I'm doing everything I think I need to do. And I don't do it until I start feeling good enough. I get to a point where I'm like, I'm good enough to fight. The first round comes in. I'm fighting this guy, Duarte. I swear, my throat felt like it was closing up. I was like, damn, whatever. I'm in it now. It's already here. There's no going back. So I just lock in. God, thank you for the strength. And I ended up knocking him out. Yeah, I think round eight. Round eight. Round eight. That's your round. Out number eight. New beginnings, baby. How's your relationship with Canelo? I asked him to play golf. He didn't hit me back. I don't know why. So did you see Canelo on uh, Breakfast Club? What do you thought somebody said? Well, first day I'm on Mucho, Saul. I miss you. Hit me back. Um, second of all, there's no good people. It says in the Bible, nobody's good. Only God. So at the end of the day, it's only good-hearted people and just guys that got messed up heart and that are lost. That's it, you know? Um, I don't judge nobody because it says in the Bible, uh, if you judge, you will also be judged by the measuring stick that you judge on. So <laughs> I keep my judging sticks <laughs> very small. <laughs> Unless I st- see some really funny business, then I'm like, no, that ain't it. But um, I don't want to get involved in their business. But at the end of the day, Saul did give me advice and says, don't do it. Uh, I, I, I'm like him. I'm loyal. You know, if we could work it out, we could work it out. I, I understand family fights. I've been through the worst family fights you could think of. And the people that, oh, you'll never forgive them. No, you can forgive them. <laughs> like, I don't believe in that. You know, a lot of people hold grudges. I don't believe in grudges. I just keep it moving. You know, so. so is is it long term? Uh, uh, if somebody is going to Las Vegas right now, okay, and they got another guy that can make a bet for a million dollars, saying, "Hey, five years from now, Ryan's still going to be with Golden Boy Promotions." Is that a good bet? What did they say in court? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but 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 so, you know, I mean, <laughs> oh hey this is getting crazy out here oh man by the way gosh you got my back it, is is your is your uh, uh, relationship with canelo you're good was right. canelo some of course mm. was canelo good as a mentor to you was he like an older brother giving you feedback was that the kind you of know, relationship you guys had he was a man of very few words but when he spoke it made sense got it he liked to be very reserved, and he liked things run away, run a certain way. Is he super serious? Most of the time. Super serious. Yeah, it's Got annoying. It. Got it. And, and is he super serious because <laughs> he is maniacal and obsessed about being the best in his space? I don't know. Yeah, he's like, yeah, something like Got that. It. But for me, I, I don't work like that. I like to have fun. I like family. You know, I like good vibes. You know, it's time to be serious. It's time not to be serious. You know, and I, I like to, I brought the energy to the gym. 
when I come in the gym, everybody's having a great time, and we're all working hard. I'm like a brother. I'm brotherhood. Brotherhood can't be like you think you're the shit. I think I'm the shit. I don't work that way. Are you coachable? Are you a guy that's I'm, coachable? I'm only coachable to the people that make sense. So I'm not going to listen to somebody that don't make sense. My coach, Derek James, makes sense. I respect him. I humble myself. I don't. Usually I speak, and then I, I think like I know something, and then I think this is the better move. But with him, I understand that he just he's very sharp, and he makes sense, and he's moving in authenticity and truth. So I'm going to relate to that, and I'm going to say, okay, this guy is speaking the truth. I have to listen to this because it says in the Bible, seek wise counsel, not seek dumb counsel. Which one are you going to do? You going to listen to the dumb counsel or the wise counsel? Because at the end of the day, you seek wise counsel. So if it's not wise, why would I listen to you? If you never did what I was able to do, why am I listening to you right now? So right, you know he give was a great coach though. Derek James, Derek James. He told you don't do the shoulder roll, shoulder roll. You're not Mayweather. He's he the didn't one that like told you that, that. But at the end of the day, me and it, that's the one thing we laugh about. Because I show him the shoulder roll, and he starts laughing. It's not bad, but it's not great yet. But I'm half Floyd trained me on doing it. He told me he was going to train me on how to do the shoulder roll. Have you have you sparred with uh, Mayweather at all or no? No, we wanted to do it. But I didn't. That should be an interesting spar. But then we also said that um that'd be crazy though. Anyways, Floyd told me he's like, I'm gonna do. He's like, I have you have my word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you it more. And then I said, well, we're gonna do the video. At the end of the day, he told me that my shoulder roll was good. Floyd told you that. He was like, I don't see no problem with it. That's the people talking because they never seen a Mexican do the shoulder roll. You see a Mexican do is like, yeah, well, I don't even look right. I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing it. So you think you got to be a Mexican to do it? You think you got to be right, uh, right. That's, to do it yeah, shoulder yeah, roll, right? That's, that's what it is? Yeah. <clears throat> but the shoulder roll is a beautiful thing. And, and Mayweather is so super good at it. And James Tony, That's James Tony, correct? Yep. 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 Lights out. Shout out. Lights out. Hey, hey, uh, Ryan, any, any for you, any desire, like in your mind, uh, maybe I, I'll ask this question a different way. Uh, basketball. Do you follow basketball? I follow everything. Okay, who's your favorite Steph Curry. non-boxing oh. athlete of all oh. time? Oh, of all time? Non-boxing. Oh, man, that got to be... Oh, wait, you said uh, non-basketball. It's either between Cristiano Ronaldo or Steph Curry or Tiger Woods. I got a lot, actually. Tiger Those Wood. three. Those three, very interesting. Yeah. So you said Ronaldo, Tiger, and uh, uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Okay, what do you like about those three? I love Tiger Woods' tenacity and, and his professionalism and how he holds himself. Um, I like that he took a big heat for what he did outside of his sport and then came back and won the Masters. I loved his relationship with his son, and I love his focus. And not just, just like his, 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 the way he carries himself within the cameras, like he, just, he just acts like they're not there. Like, I love it. Um, Ronaldo, I love his dedication to his body and just being perfect, you know, your body is your temple, and I feel like he represents that really well. Steph Curry, because of his faith, and because of his, um, he, he he was a, he was the one he was small, but then he made something out of himself because he you know he he followed he, he reached himself to his fullest potential because they counted him out because he was so small. I also like Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady you unfollowed me. Why did you unfollow me? That's messed up. Tom Brady followed you and unfollowed. Yeah, I don't know why. 
No, I think, you know what I think it is? It's because we were going to go to lunch. He invited yeah. me to lunch, yeah. and somehow I just couldn't make it, and I kind of blew it off, and, there, and then he was just... Well, that makes sense for him, Tom Fowler. Yeah, it makes That's sense. Crazy. I'm He's sorry. Been, hey, oh, it's seven hey, championships. Can we, can we, like, I'm sorry, let's rekindle it. We hang out. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, go, go back to that. So... I got a I got a very direct question for you. Hey, I wouldn't I'm have followed nobody for that though. You wouldn't have unfollowed no, no, anybody no, no, for because, that because I understand life. Yeah. Life happens. But it's Tom Brady, bro. That's true. But it's Tom Brady. So you, to me, that's true. Hey, know, that's true. Yeah. To me, you got to respect that. You got to. Yeah. I think one of the things I I, I learned a long time ago. But was, I was younger though. I was younger then. Talk so, right. Then, by the way, he's going to see this, and he's going to be like, okay, cool. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a follow in the next week when he sees this, Tom, because that's Tom. Tom. <laughs> hey, Patrick Mahomes follows me. We love each other. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You excited about those guys winning oh, this year? Those, like what I the love Super those Bowl guys. is going to be about? I've been hanging out with Patrick and Kelsey for a minute. I love them. They're such good energy. Um, Patrick's mom is cool. Randy, she's dope. She believes in God. We always have conversations about God. I think me, that's funny. I talk, I think I talk to Randy Mahomes more than I do Patrick. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always, talk, we're always talking about God. She's cool. She's real. She, there's something about there's something about Patrick I like a lot. If anybody's gonna beat Tom Brady's record, it's Patrick Mahomes. There's no other guy. Psycho competitor. I like. But listen, I'm a, I'm a Tom guy. Right. I'm a diehard Tom guy. I think Tom's a Tom got that tenacity too. He's got so so. Question I want to bring back to you. So you said Tiger, you said Steph, you said uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo, right? Okay. So here's a question for you. And I always I message Ronaldo too all the time. I tell him, bro, how do you get your body like that? That's crazy. Have you seen the interview when uh, they're asking about his son? How bad his son wants it? You ever seen that clip? Uh uh-uh. uh. So there's a clip, uh, uh, Rob, if you can find this clip, Ronaldo asked about his son. Okay, so can you find Ronaldo asked about his son? And you have to see what he says. Just put Ronaldo asked about his son. Just put Ronaldo asked about his son. <laughs> Look what I asked him. I said, Happy Easter to you and your family. <laughs> I said, What did I tell him? Hey, Ronaldo, if you don't buy it, can you tell me your diet regimen? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the one. There's a clip where he's asking him about it. They're asking about his son. I'll find a clip. I'll send it to you. But I want to stay here with you, okay? Here's a question I want to ask you. So for me, um, I had a vision, and my vision was 20 years, and there were two guys in the industry I respected a lot, I admire a lot. Both of their pictures are on my vision board where I said, I want to be able to do what these guys did, except I want to do it at a younger age. And it was a number. Smart. I wanted to be able to build an insurance company to a point and get a number that to me was a real number after 20 years. I wanted to sell for a quarter of a billion dollars, and I wanted to get that check. So 20 years, I, I was obsessed. The level of focus that just doesn't make any sense. Right. I'm doing 100 a week. I'm running six months on the road, traveling left and right. And I'm married. I got four kids now. And I'm creating content. I'm doing this. I'm building an insurance company. We got 50,000 agents nationwide. All this stuff is going on at the same time, right? And my biggest fear was the following. And I want to see within the space, because whatever I touch that I'm going to run, I want to compete with the best of the best. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be one of the, I'd like to compete for the top spot. And if I don't get it, I'm okay with that. Not that I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it if I give everything I got. But God forbid I don't. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to mess with me. So I don't want to go through it. So for you, do you think you're giving everything you got to the game? Yes. Let the Lord's will be done, not mine. But I give everything. I'm a monster. Do you think you're giving everything? I think I'm giving everything. I, right. And here's what I mean by that. Want to know why? Tell me. 
because nobody could do what I do. Seven in the morning, I wake up. I could wake up earlier. I've ran with Floyd at three in the morning, but I'll tell you my regimen. I wake up around in, in training camp, yeah, seven twenty-five um, a.m. Of course, and I shadow box for fifteen rounds now. So fifteen rounds straight, I shadow box before I have anything in my system. I don't drink water, I don't do anything. I do that, and then I do band work. Obviously, I start off with band work first to tone my muscle up. And then I do meditations, and then I go into uh, then I go into uh, shadow boxing fifteen rounds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I do my ab circuit, which is nuts. You know, it's an, it's crazy. You know, and then after that, boom, shower, boom, boom, boom. Then I get a little bit of beet juice. I get whatever food I need, boom, boom, boom. And then at twelve o'clock, I head to the gym. I go from the gym from twelve to one thirty to two thirty. It's around that range. Then after that, I rest up. I go on a probably an hour walk of just meditations nonstop. I show you all my notes. A nonstop. So I just let wisdom flow through me about the day and how I'm feeling and, and, and what I've learned about it. So this is just a glimpse of my notes. These mm-hmm. are daily mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. You know? So I go into meditations. I start off with Marcus Aurelius meditations and I just let him talk. I don't even really listen to him because, you know, it's not all wisdom comes from God. So that's what I say to myself. Anyways, he starts talking, boom, boom, boom. Then my train of thought starts going and then I let God lead me to whatever I need to, you know, listen to, read. And then I just start writing nonstop. Then I come back. I play a little bit of ping pong with my coach. Boom, boom, boom. I kill him. Sip's going to get mad because he don't think he beat me. Um, anyways, then after that, I go to strength and conditioning around, I believe, 7 o'clock, around that time from 7 to like 9.30 because me and Sip train hard. So we go boom. Then after that, I go run five miles with a sauna suit on. Then I come back, eat, and I go to sleep and do it again the next day. What 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 goal? I mean, if you could do that, brother, you got it. <laughs> well, but but here's here's what I would tell you. I would say a, a, a couple things for you to consider because like you're that. you're in your world and you got to do what you got to do. I don't know your world, but what what goat? What goat do you talk to that you allow to kick your ass? Not within God boxing space. Any goat? I tell me, like well, any you don't go- want to hear. What yeah. you don't want to hear. For example. Um, I'll let my coach Derek James tell me what I don't want to hear. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Because oh. Derek James is not a GOAT. Okay. And I don't know Derek James, okay. to be honest with you. And I'm not saying anything negative right, or positive. Right, right, right. I don't know the guy. But you. if he was a GOAT, I'd know he's a GOAT. So he's not in the GOAT mountain. What I mean by GOAT greatest is the follow. I'm talking greatest of all time. So, you know, guy right now texts me. I know who this guy is. I'm not even going to define who this guy is. Because the market's going to know who I'm talking about. He is a guy that's within my space that wants to do something that I've done, and I think he's capable of doing it, very capable of doing it, okay? And maybe even bigger. I believe he's capable of doing it. Mm. But I know if he's full of shit. I know it. So he can't lie to me. You can sit in front of me and give me your lip service all you want. You know how I know that? I've done that as well. All right. And I remember when I did it and a guy that was a goat in my space put me in my place. Mm. And I sat there. I'm like, oh, shit. How do you know all my bad habits and what I'm doing and what my temptations are, what my fears are, all this other stuff? It, it, you know, one of my favorite posters I had, uh, 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 pictures I had in my uh, presentation folder was a picture of Roger Federer and Tiger Walken. This is in 08, years ago. This is when he was killing everybody. This is pre-the-accident. This is pre-all the girls coming out, all that stuff, right? 
And I learned uh, even, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Tiger documentary, the two-part documentary. If you've never seen it, highly recommend you watch it. There's a part in the documentary where Michael says, Tiger was safe around me because I understand Tiger. He said, Tiger would come to me and around me, he could be anybody he wants and it's between me and Tiger. Nobody Mm. else knows. Mm. Why though? Because those are goats hanging out together. Mm. Tiger, you take away what he did with girls and all the distractions he had with the the porn stars, whatever it was, Mm. Tiger would have annihilated Nicholas. It's not even close. Right. They're not even in the same league. Respect to person that came before you, Nicholas, you got to give that pride. 100%, you got to give that. But at the same time, his trajectory, what this guy was doing, I got the chills all over my body just thinking about it, well, right? Then, well, then, it's, then, then I got the answer for you. F- but, but let me finish the question. I want to hear your thoughts. Right. I want to know which goat you allow to privately kick your ass. Floyd. Okay. He could tell me. I don't, I don't really speak. He's a goat. I don't really speak when Floyd's talking. And I speak a lot. I'm a big talker. I don't speak when Floyd's talking. Got it. I just... He tells me a bunch of things. I'm like, I just shut up. And he, Floyd could talk. Does he call you out though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's called me out on Like straight up, you're full of, you know, you're full of it here. You're not doing this here. Is he like that? Or what's, how's he, is he very gentle giving you the feedback? Or So, so it's like, um, what does Jesus say? Be, um, be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. He comes at it gentle. Okay. He doesn't come at it like. <clears throat> and that works for you. Because I don't do that. And God doesn't do that to me. Or is it, unless it's bad, bad, right? Unless I'm really messing up. So I could, I could, I could hear Floyd's voice and I could respect it. And I really do. I don't really talk when he when he's speaking. He even says it like, "No one to speak and no one not to speak." Like that's facts, you know. So I really respect Floyd um, more than you know, a lot of people. You know, uh, who who and maybe I don't even know if you can say this. Maybe you could. What is one uh, 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 feedback he gave you where he, you know, like, has there been the conversation to say, Ryan, do you realize you can be one of the greatest to ever lace them up? Like, do you realize that? And then to go and say, here's the three things that you're doing that's getting in your way. Has that conversation taken place with Floyd or not yet? Mm -mm. Okay. But did he call me, Canelo, and Javante Davis the three faces of boxing? Yes. That's not what I'm talking about, though. It's not what I'm talking about. So you're it's, talking about a more in-depth, real, raw conversation? Yeah, I'm talking about, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm in, so I talk to a lot of people that call me and we have conversations that no one knows about. It's just us and them, right? right? Kobe, when, when the other day we're driving to Dylan's soccer game and I'm playing the speech that Shaq gave at Kobe's funeral right. at the Staples Center. And then I play him Michael's. And Michael says... You know, the the most annoying thing about uh, 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 Kobe, he was like the younger brother that was the pest. He would come and take your clothes. He would do this. He would do that. He said, I'd get texts at 3 o'clock in the morning. He says, one time Kobe asked me a question. He says, hey, Michael, you know, uh, 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 I'm trying to teach my daughter footwork. And da, 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 da. I says, okay, how old is she? 12 years old. Kobe says, what were you doing to improve your footwork at 12 years old? Michael says, at 12 years old, I was playing baseball, right? But Michael said... The level of obsession Kobe had for the game of basketball, Michael, uh, Kobe helped me get better, right? Mm. Kobe helped me get better. So there's certain people that know exactly what it takes to be the greatest of all time that can talk to you in a way nobody else can talk to you. 
but it's direct challenging and calling out, right? And I understand the gentle side, but I think, you know, uh, uh, Tom Brady, for instance, you know, when Tom and I were talking and having a conversation about what it is on how you drive your guys, right? Mm. There's different ways to drive somebody that's just happy to be in the NFL, Mm. okay? There's certain guys who drive that's just, man, he just wants to go party, have a good time, girls, all this stuff. And then there's a few of the guys you drive that's kind of like, nah, man, this, this, this guy wants to be the guy. Like, he wants to walk in the room and everybody stops because he walked into the room. It's a different kind of a respect that person gets. How close are you to other goats where they talk to you that way? Because to me, so, so I, I, outside of Mayweather. I, I hear you something. Yeah. The difference between Michael and Kobe, Michael was just the GOAT and never gave anybody the gems. He never gave anybody the key, right? Unless Instead of the last dance, he he gave a little bit of gems with the last dance, but he wasn't really transparent and direct on how he he was the GOAT. What was his mindset? We don't really know. We just seen that he he was that guy. Kobe, he told you every step of the way how he did it. I woke up at this time. I did this. I did that. He broke it down for you. He directly broke it down for you. That's why I respect him. I cried when Kobe died. I cried my eyes out when, when Michael Jackson died and when Kobe died. I was young when Michael died. I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. but I cried. I remember that. And I cried when Kobe died. Those are the two people that I actually cried celebrity-wise. Yeah. And, and, and I, I looked up at Kobe. Actually, if you ask me that question again, I looked up at Kobe heavy. Always wanted to. You ever read Mamba Mentality? I didn't. But I've but I, but I seen so much things that, that Kobe has said. Rob, can you text Mario or Sam and see if I got a Mamba Mentality? Just grab a copy. Even if it's mine, I want to give it to him. Can you make sure you do that? Just see if, we got, if not, have somebody go pick it up and bring it here. So I want to give it to him at dinner. If you can do that, Rob. I, 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 I watched his documentary. Huh? Amazing. I watched Who, Kobe's? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to Michael on what you said with Michael, right? Here's my read on Michael. I've never met Michael. I've spent a lot of time with Kobe, but I've never met Michael. And with Michael, you know, Michael's a pre-social media era, right? So that's a different era. Number two, Michael and Kobe, M- Michael's posting up on Kobe. And Kobe is saying, hey, when you're doing a turnaround, what's the weight you know, on the leg when you're feeling the guy behind you, what do you do? And Michael's giving him feedback. But but do you know what was the level of obsession that Michael respected about Kobe? Nobody was curious about information and wanting to learn more than Kobe. It's almost annoying. Kobe Bryant's personality is almost annoying because it's kind of <laughs> like, dude, can you like relax, relax, bro? Like, let it go. Enjoy yourself for saying, like, nah, man, I'm not going to let it go. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, my number is 24, one more than 23. Right. I'm, I'm Kobe, right? I'm 24. You're 23. I'm 24. I love that his number was eight, too. The first one. That was whole different six. reason. Then, then he changes it when he, Colorado, all this stuff. Then he becomes Black Mamba. You guys think I'm this guy? You want to paint me as a bad guy? No problem. I'll be exactly what you want me to be. I'll be an assassin mm. and I'll kill everybody, mm. right? And he came for everyone's throat. Look at how many reviews this book's got. 28,260. Wow. You know, I, I think, you know, when I, when I watch you and I spend time with you, I'm in the business of body language. I'm in the bu- I've sat with mobsters. I've sat with gangsters. I've sat with politicians. I've sat with billionaires. I've sat with athletes. I've sat with goats. I've sat with criminals. I've sat with a lot of different wow. people, okay? And, you know, maybe because 
in the last 25 years, I've recruited, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people to the insurance industry, and I've licensed 50,000 of them. So I've done a lot of this. This is my specialty. One-on-one, in a room, just talking to the person and purely trying to find the best to pull out of this person to somehow get them to see something maybe they didn't see before, right? When I, when I watch you, um, and, and, you know, I see, I see a few things. I call my LA guys. And I say, guys, so help me understand, you know, because I'm not in the boxing space, mm. but I'm in the fan space. I'm a fan, right? And I watch you fight. I'm a fan. This guy's freaking exciting. You know, it's, it's fun to watch. What's going to happen with this dude? This is like, could this guy and Davis and Canelo, some of these guys bring that excitement back to boxing? I'm having dinner last week with Dana and we're talking about what happened to boxing. He knew many years ago boxing was going to lose it because of whatever. And like, look what Dana did to freaking UFC, right? And watch what's going on with boxing now and all this stuff. So boxing needs some guys like you, right? But if I may be direct with you, Ryan. You can always be direct. I I don't know if you've, you can can fully disagree and and tell me, Pat, I don't agree with you at all. I don't know if you have fully committed to Mamba mentality, Brady mentality, Messi mentality, Mayweather mentality. Right. I don't know if you're fully committed to that yet. So it prompts me to think a couple of reasons why. Let's, let's go through the why, right? Okay. So one would be uh, you, you, are, you are a very, very good-looking guy, okay? You know, and the way you see that with girls, right? It's like, oh, my God, Ryan Garcia's coming to the ball. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. They're losing their minds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Guess what? If you ain't good looking, you are never going to know what that's going to feel like. No. So let's set that part aside. Anybody can criticize it. You can't do that. Yes. But you know who knows a lot about that? Michael. Michael was very good looking. Right. So was Kobe. Yep. Um, so was Tom Brady. Yep. Good looking guy. He dated all the models and all this stuff and all these things that goes with it. Okay. So that can't be used as an excuse. Next. The next thing is, who's in your ear? I've worked with certain guys where one of the guys I worked with where it was a trend. He could never trust anybody, ever. He couldn't trust anybody. And first, like, you know, for example, like some of the guys I called, they're like, they're like, Pat, you know, he's training with Canelo, it doesn't work. He goes with Goosen, doesn't work. Now it's Derek James, not going to. So, hey, he was first with this, and now it's, you know, Golden Boy, and uh, maybe it's going to be Mayweather, this, 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 that, it doesn't work. And why this and why that? Maybe there's an ego issue with this. No problem. Great. That's what L.A. folks may say. You're an L.A. guy, I'm an L.A. guy. Fine. People can have their opinions when they're saying that. Great. So, girls, maybe somebody is in your ear. Like, uh, 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 I have two people in Dallas one time. Mm. Every time we would have issues in a company, when I went to these two guys, no matter who it was, they always defended me, and they, they even increased my temper about whoever I was asking them about. For example, imagine I'm like, Ryan, you won't believe what Rob did today, and da-da-da-da. You would say, what did Rob say? You know what I would do if I were you? You got to fire Rob, and pop pop pop. Then eventually I'm like, dude, fuck, you know what? Mm. I'm not coming to talk to you. So I sat two of these guys down one time. They know because we had this conversation last week. And I said, hey, moving forward, you guys have to be equalized by these other two people that I want to bring in. When I bring these two guys and these two people in, and I would say, so what do you guys think about what Rob did? These guys would say what? I can't believe what Rob did. We got to fire him up, 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 up. These guys would say, yeah, uh, Rob, respectfully, I disagree with you because I think we have to understand what's going on there. And, and here's what I think happened with Rob and pa, 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 pa. 
And I'm in the middle. I'm like, oh, shit. Never thought about this. And then the other guy would say, yeah, and, and I don't know if I agree with him, but I would give, I, I definitely don't agree with uh, you guys that say this about Rob, because I think, let's not forget what happened to Rob three years ago. And da 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 da. So it's either girls, it's either, you know, lack of coachability, it's either somebody's in your ear right. that's causing you to always run, or last but not least, it's the fear of success. Because the fear of success is a real thing. The fear of success, like, uh, uh, you know, you, you know you can compete with everybody at the highest level. You know that. Nobody needs to tell you that. I don't think you need any of that. I think you know that yourself. But, you know, am I, am I willing to get freaking maniacally obsessed like a Kobe, like a Michael, like a Brady, like a Messi, like a Canelo, like a Mayweather, like these guys? I don't know. At the end of the day. Yeah. You'll never know, because I, what I ask, what I ask everybody, yeah, find out. If you hang out with me for a week straight, yep, then you'll know. Respectfully, you'll never know, because you're not in my circle. You you're don't, asking me. Yes, you'll, you'll never. Oh. And, and I'm not saying, and I'm not. I trying, totally understand what I'm you're saying. I'm not trying to defend you. No, no, not at all. I fully at, understand at what you're saying. Of, at, at the end of the day, you yeah. don't know the extent I go to training. You don't know how much I train. You don't know how much I do. All you can see is from an outside perspective. And that's how everybody could see me. But at the end of the day, I know for a fact, I truly believe this, nobody in boxing works harder than me. And I know, oh, he's so, he's everywhere. Because they don't know I could train at any time. I don't really, I, I, I don't sleep. I don't do. That three o'clock morning, morning run with Floyd, that was my idea. Floyd, let's go. Let's hit this run. Oh, wow. We know what Floyd told me on the run. And I promise you this. God is my witness. He looks at me in the eye and he almost sounds like he's crying. I never see him act like I, mm. I, I don't. Mm -hmm. You only hear his voice get like mm -hmm. this very few times. Mm -hmm. He goes, I respect you. Just like that. I respect you. Like, with like, a, like, like, you know, when Tyson is. Holy. Like, yeah. I respect you. And I was like, why, Floyd? And I'm getting the chills all over my body because nobody's doing what you're doing. Nobody. Me, Floyd calls me all the time. I'm running all the time. Every time Floyd calls me, I'm running. Floyd's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud. I just know it, it, uh, if you just spend some time with me, you're you're gonna say this kid is different. You're gonna say he is different, and you're gonna say I have no worries on whoever he fights. You, you're gonna say that. Just spend a week with me. That's all I say. Let's go hang out. Let's do what we do. You're, you're gonna see something, yeah. and I'm not here to prove myself to nobody. At the end of the day. No, bro. I'm a fan. I'm not, give, I'm not. give me, give me five months. Yeah. So when I make over a hundred million dollars this year, yeah. and I go beat these guys, yeah. Then we come back and we talk again. Right. That's all we have to do. I'd love to. Yeah. That's all we have to do. Yeah. Because I know what I'm projected to make. I know how much money I'm going to make. I know I have my whole business. I have everything in order. At the end of the day, I already have things in place where I'm good. Now all I can do is focus on boxing. And focus on every move I have to make. You know, I've got to be here. I've got to be here. But I know I have everything in place. I have everything in order at this current point. Now, granted, have sometimes I've been like Lot's wife and looking back. And then I end up being salty because, oh, should I bring this person back on? Or should I bring that person? Should I listen to that person? And then when I do listen, then I'm back in the same position. Have I done that before? Yes. Have I made the same mistake repetitive times? Yes. But do I have a different outlook on, on how I need to move forward now? Yes. 
Because at the end of the day, sometimes it takes, for me, I'm stubborn. Sometimes I need to, I need to fall down multiple times. I need to scratch my knee a couple times. Ah, that hurt. Maybe I just didn't do it right last time. And then I hurt my knee, knee again. Okay. Ah, dang, that really did. All right, I'm done doing that. I'm done doing it. All right, God, I got yeah. you. Yeah. I'm done. I'm, I relate to that. I yeah. can see that. No, I'm, I'm only asking a question because um, you, you know when uh, uh, you make 30 grand a year, and you met your first person that makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. Do you remember the first guy you met that makes a hundred grand a year? Mm-mm. Okay, I never I, met that guy. Like I was like, dude, I can't believe that guy. That guy <laughs> makes a hundred thousand. I'll never forget. It was one of our relatives. We were in Granada Hills, and they said, "This lady is a professor. She makes fifty dollars an hour." Mm. This is nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety four. I was like, "What does she make?" Mm-hmm. And you have no idea how different I looked at this lady. We were in Granada Hills at this lady says Rosa. And I said, yeah, she makes $50, $50 an hour. I'm like, damn, holy shit. Couldn't believe it, right? And then we went to a house, uh, my uncle's house, who lived next to Snoop, and it was a first million dollar home. I'm like, oh my God, this is a frick tennis court, <laughs> basketball court, 7,200 square feet, cul-de-sac, freaking birds, massive 30 foot <laughs> nest. Damn, jacuzzi in a living bedroom. Office in the house? Wow. 1993-94. Crazy. Never seen a million dollar home, right? And they make a hundred grand a year in the industry. And you're like, oh, okay. All right, I'll make another grand. Let me tell you what's going to be And he goes, like, well, you, know, you make how much? A million a year. Damn. It's almost another little guy. <laughs> hey, I'll make 2.8 million. So like, oh, there's one. that guy made 10.8. Oh, shit. I'm a little guy. <laughs> like, oh, you make $15 million. That guy makes 120. Damn, little guy. Don't you have $250 million? You ain't have a billionaire. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? You're like, you feel like it's all, always like right. this one thing on the competitive right. side. Right. Right. right now, listen, I'm not telling you to turn them into a god, but what I'm saying is right. as a competitor, yeah. you always got to strive to get to the next whatever may be for you, right? 100%. Okay. So I think, I think for you, a guy that's a celebrity, you're famous, you're young, you're a rising star, you're 25 freaking years old. If, if I'm writing a plan with you and I'm looking at you as my younger brother, okay, and I would sit there and do a business plan with you, I would say, dude, Ryan, here's what I would do if I were you. Go have dinner with Michael. Ask. Go have dinner with Messi. You know where Messi lives? Right next door to my house. Tonight when we have dinner, I'll show his house. He's right next door. Go knock on his door. He's probably going to be open. If tonight we go to his door, you're at the door, he's probably going to have a conversation with you, right, if we go to Messi. Um, go to Federer. Right. Make a list of Goat Mountain mm, and go to good. all that's of them privately and idea. don't tell anybody. That's a good idea. It's your project for you. No one needs to know. Don't post a picture about it. Don't publicize it. And then two years later, when you get paid a quarter of a billion dollars, and then tell everybody, let me tell you guys what I did the last two years. Here's what I did. Mm. And ask them, can I ask you a question, Tommy? What's that? Can I ask you a question, Messi? I love this. What's Thank that? you. Tell me what. I, I want to know what it takes to be on the Goat Mountain. What's the difference in mentality? And you know how you're taking notes while you're walking and you're reading yeah, yeah. one of the most important books in the world, Meditations? Insane. Yeah, Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, so you, you're gonna, it's going to stick with you. You're going to be like, damn, you know, damn. So, and, and the main question is the following. What is the difference with being one of the best of all time versus what is the difference between being a goat? And then watch what they tell you. And then when they tell you and you're by yourself in the car and there's nobody else there, it's the most important thing. You're on a flight, you're in an Uber, you're in a car, you're with the limo, guys driving you. You got music playing, you're walking in the morning, you're walking at your 1.30 when you go for your one-hour walk that you do. And you say, Ryan, what do you want to do? What do you want to go with this? What's next for you? What are we doing? 
What are we doing, bro? Because you know who's the only person that's been in your life for every second of your life? God and you. Only person. No one else. The journey is with the man upstairs and the journey is with you. Yeah. Only you know your fears, your inner insecurities. Yeah. We're never going to know it. You know it. I know my inner fears and insecurities. I know my. I like sharing it. I, I totally Wait. get it. Me yeah. too. Because yeah. in a way, people need to see that you're human. You're not yeah. untouchable. Yeah. But I think you're at a very <clears throat> pivotal phase of your life. Uh, because you got a you got a 10 to a 13 year run where where you can really you know really do some damage 10 to a 13 year and by the way with mayweather saying to you you know when i look at you i see this 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 and that you know he needs to say that meaning he's a businessman he knows what he's doing he ain't dumb either right. mayweather's a very very wise guy of course mayweather to me you know, if you've ever read the book 33 Strategies of War or 40 Laws of Power, Mayweather's a very, very brilliant guy. By the way, I got this book ordered for you. I'll give it to you tonight when we get to the house. The Mamba May- one. The Mamba one, yeah. Mayweather's a very, the 33 Strategies of War, you I don't really need to read, read this. One. Just read the, uh, listen to the audio book. Bro, just. <laughs> That's the one. Oh, bro, look, you're going to listen to this and for sure 40 Laws of Power one, by Robert Greene. One, I love the 33 number. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, when you go through some of this stuff, you know, like, like, remember when Connor came back and he lost one of the fights? Uh, this is pre the phase that he went through where now he's like a, he's like a full blown actor, celebrity, all this stuff. He spent a lot of time with Tony Robbins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very, a lot of time with Tony Robbins. And one of the fights when he came, Tony was in his corner. And one of the games, one of the fights he lost, he said, I feel bad. I said, why do you feel bad? He says, because all the thousands of hours coaches have spent with me, I've let them down. He says, I'm not worried about the money. I'm already financially free. I'm already wealthy, all this stuff. I feel bad the fact that these guys really were there training, and I was five minutes late. I would be a little bit casual with this. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit this. He says, I'm not happy about that. I lost this game. My coaches were there for me. I messed it up. It was one of the most noble moments I ever saw with Connor. It was mm. such a beautiful moment when I saw that. Um, I really enjoy Connor's company. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, going back with you. Look, we've spent, uh, uh, we've talked a few times. We've spent a few hours together, whether it was at that event or here now having this conversation. I'm really enjoying talking to you. By the way, we're, yeah, I like talking. Well, we're going through this, but I would be curious to know what you do next. I'm so curious, Ryan. I am so curious to know what you do next because I think your upside could be monumental. I think your upside could be a way for you to make a lot of wealth, be a great father, yes, be a great performer, be a great son of God, yep. represent boxing the right way, represent your heritage the right way. Yep. Mexican community, very, very proud people, very. 54% of our company is Hispanic, the insurance company, and they're very proud. We got them from Michoacan, Jalisco, oh, wow. Zacatecas. Guanajuato, we got them from uh, Oaxaca, you name them, Durango, we got them from, you know, all over the place, right? There's a lot of pride there, Uh, a lot of pride there. Uh, You ever watch the movie Count of Monte Cristo? My dad has. He's been trying to make me watch that. It'd be good for you, bro. Count of Monte Cristo? Yeah, it'd be good for you. It'd be good for you. It'd be good for you. Anyway, so... I love movies, by the way. You do? And I love music. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie um, is Lion King. Um... Lion King. Lion King? Yeah. But you, but my second favorite is uh, Interstellar. And you got Inception. Set. And then you got Moneyball. And then you got... Moneyball? 
Moneyball's great. Why you like Moneyball? Moneyball's just an interesting concept of numbers, guys. I love to go against, uh, Yeah. You know, what people's instincts interesting. are. Interesting. Yeah, Moneyball was cool. Um, what was that one movie? Um, Slumdog Millionaire. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great movies out there. What was, wait, there was one that I was going to say. What movie was that? It's slipping my mind right now. There's another. Oh, Gladiator. It was Gladiator. It was amazing. Gladiator's top five for me. Uh, who's your top five boxers of all time? Who would you put as your top five? Are you talking impact? Are you talking about just straight sport? I mean, what are you talking if about? If you were to say the greatest, top five greatest boxers of all time, who would you put on that list? I would put... I think it's... For me personally, oh my gosh. It's like Sugar Ray Robinson, Floyd Mayweather, and Sugar Ray Leonard. Those are, and Roy Jones Jr. Those four, I could put them in. Interesting list. Yes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Do you know who? Uh, uh, he was cold. You know, the moment when I knocked this guy out with one punch, his name was Francisco Fonseca. Look, look that up real quick. And let's pull that video. So I knock him out cold with a left hook. My friend pulls up a video of Sugar Ray Robinson, and it's called The Perfect Left Hook. And then I said, I'm going to do that right now, moments before my fight. I'm praying in the locker room, God saying, he's going to be knocked out cold, start praying for him. I said, okay, check this out. This literally, you cannot make this up. And you can look at all my posts. How, how long ago is this? How long ago? Is this? this is right before COVID. Okay. So right this is 2019. 2020. Oh, it is 2020. Got it. Barely 2020, February 14th. It's literally three months before COVID, before it all went crazy. Rob, go back. I think it's that spike. So go back a little bit right there. Yeah. Right here. Bing. Oh, of course. Now check out Sugar Ray Robinson's left hook and tell you. Now you tell me which one is the more perfect left hook. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sugar Ray Robinson. Perfect left hook. Now you tell me who's the better left hook. I gotta say me. If I'm being real, I gotta say me. Which one is it? Is there one that you wanna play? No, no, no. Perfect punch is the perfect punch. You're right there. Perfect punch. They say this was the perfect punch. Boom! He hits him with a body shot. Catches in between the punch. Damn. I think mine's way better. Go back again. Let's see one more time, Rob. You better start saying Ryan Garcia, perfect punch. Wow. That's nice, though. I give him it. <laughs> but my guy didn't even move. My guy did not move. Wow. And I caught him. In, now, go to the slow-mo version of Ryan Garcia versus Fonseca. Now, look at this. This is crazy. And, and during this time. Just go to it and just lower it to, yeah, let it get close to it. Let it get close to it before you do it. Even closer. It's in the one minute range. Let it go a little bit more, Rob, before we see what happens to it. Yeah, go, let it go. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then I'm going to explain to you what I felt in that moment. And this is the truth. You got you to turn before he gets there. It's about to come up. It's coming, it's coming. Don't worry. Boom. I already knew I had it. So, Javante knocked him in the round. I watch it. Right here, right there, right there. Put 25. Now watch this. You can turn off the audio so we can see it. Yeah, there you go. Look at this. 
It goes to a close-up. Boom. Right when he threw. Wow. That's perfect. I caught him in between a punch, within a punch. On top of it, when I was fighting him. Yeah. I was so fo- I was in such a flow zone mm-hmm. that the moment I looked at him, I could see his chin. I was consciously there, and I said, his chin is open. It felt like I had all the time in the world to hit him with that shot. But if you watch it in fast motion, it happened like that. But in my point of view, I had all the time in the world to hit him. It was like, you know, when you, you tee up the ball and you could just hit it mm-hmm, whenever you mm-hmm. want? It felt just like that. How, how was it fighting Gervonta Davis? What was he like? And for the first time ever in the back room, I said to myself, I'm losing this fight. Oh, you said you knew. Mm-hmm. I knew right in the back room. I said, nothing's going right. I'm so weak. None of my punches are coming off sharp. I'm going to lose this fight. I just said, how am I going to lose this fight? This is going to be crazy. Who'd you say that to? Just myself. Yourself? Got him. How am I going to lose this fight? Okay. All right. Trust you, God. So I'll tell you a story about this. So Justin Bieber and Bad Bunny are supposed to walk me out. Both of them fall out. God, why why are they what is going on? God says, because I want you to walk out with me. And only me. I said, what do you mean by that? I opened up TikTok, comes out the song Oceans. I said, I know exactly. Okay. I'm coming out to that song. I made that decision within the fight week. That wasn't something I pre-planned. I said, okay, God, I hear you. I tell them to play what part and all that. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. I break it down. I hit the numbers. Boom, boom, boom. They got it all on set. And I say to myself, God, I trust you. That's what the song's about. Trust you without borders. You know, take me to deep waters and I'm going to trust you. I knew I was going to lose, but it's okay. I'm going to trust you. and I'm going to give it my all right now. So the moment I caught him in the second round, I tried to knock him out. I said, I'm so weak. I got to try to, I got to try to end it early. I never seen a person have the most saddest face I ever seen in my life. When I looked at Javante, he looked like he's so sad, like, like, he had a genuine fear in his mind that something's gonna bad is going to happen to him. If you go to the beginning of that second round, I cracked him. And then he was like, he literally stopped and looked at me and goes, grabs me. And I'm trying to kill him because I'm like, I have no power, but I'm going to just use whatever I have right now. He recovers and drops me. I'm thinking he's going to come after me. I said, let's go. He starts moving the same way he was. He told me, if I ever drop you like Luke Campbell dropped you, I'm going to go get your ass. I said, okay. He dropped me. What happened? I got right back up, and I said, let's go. He started retreating. How do you retreat when you just drop somebody that's already weakened? I'm already weakened. Why don't you just come and destroy me? You already dropped me because he knew what I was really about. It's okay. At the end of the day, I told everybody, I'm going to do this, this, and that. I'm going to get everything back in blood. I will never let nobody play me like that in negotiations ever again. That will never happen. Ever. I'm going to beat this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm going to get so big that Javante has to fight me. And we're going to do it on the right and fair terms. This is how fair I am. Although I'm going to be bigger than them, which I am, I'm going to be a fair, honest man in the new negotiations, and we're going to do it right, and I'm going to beat them, and then we're going to solidify that, and it's going to be all good. That's what's going to happen. Mark my words. And we're going to do it the right way. In the right terms and fair. You he, and him. Yeah, even though he did me dirty and they did all these tricks, I'm gonna do everything fair and from not a rehydration clause next go around. I'm not gonna make him go crazy up and wait. 
but we could do it at 140 or 147, whatever he wants. And then we're going to do it fair. No rehydration clause. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. We do drug testing. We do all that. But you're never going to play me again. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, fuck the peace sign. I'm going to let the chopper rain on you. I'm coming back for everything. I'm coming back in blood. Every, when Jesus comes back, he's coming back with blood on his robe from the enemies. He's, I'm coming back like that. So now you know how I'm coming back. I'm not fucking around. I'm really like that. They're going to fuck around and find out. You know the meme? The little old man's like, mm -hmm. fuck around, find mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. That's me right now. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> I Listen, I think uh, I'd love to see that fight. At, on the right. And, and guess who? I'd love to see Bring it. up the Conor McGregor, Ryan Garcia uh, little thing in the back room. Look what Conor says to me. Go to my Instagram. You go to my Instagram. Right there. It's right there. First one. Look at what he says. Just listen to what he's saying. Yeah, I remember this. Look at the buddy. He's 1-0 on you. Yeah. Those are the two biggest names in the division. I want to see it again. Yeah. I want to yeah. see it again now. And I want to see it for no rehydration. Yeah. Little people, little do people know. A little bit after, well, not a little bit after, kind of a long time after this. Me now, me and Connor are business partners in a company. It's called Monkey Tilt. Shout out Monkey Tilt. Monkey Tilt's gonna love that. I said that. Yeah. What's it about? It's an online uh, gaming uh, site. So me and him are partners. He, he is a, I don't know if there's many promoters better than him in the world. Facts. He's I don't know if there's player. many guys better than him in the world when it no, comes down to Very player. few. Right? I don't even know if I, can, if, I, if I can think of one. Who would you, you look put at him? Maybe Mayweather? No, you're looking at Mayweather. You, you yourself? Just like, wait. Just like wait. confidence. No, no. Okay. You ain't Good. confidence. It's the truth. <laughs> Listen, but it starts with that. You're declaring don't, your intentions, no. and I love it. Bring it on, Connor. Let's see who can bring the company up bigger. You want a side wager? I'll get my, I'll get my percentage up if you I give your percentage. I love it. Whatever I you want. Love. And then if you fuck around and start fighting, <laughs> we'll do boxing match, though. So what's the story with you doing jiu-jitsu? You just started December 2022. Were you just having fun with it, or? They invited me to do a video, so I just tried. One of the Gracies, right? Was it Rent, or, or uh, who was it? One of the Gracies. Yeah. It was one of the family members. But, um, yeah, that was cool. thing is, I'm a natural wrestler. I'm not so much jiu-jitsu. I know body control. I know, I know, like, like I know where you should go with your body. Yeah. At the right time, it's called feel. I gotta get a feel. I gotta get sense. If I do MMA, I'm gonna surprise everybody. I didn't really like this though. I don't like a man on top of me like that. I'm not even kidding. Okay. A little, a little uncomfortable. With <laughs> hey, hey I'm kids. like, yo, this jujitsu is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love everybody though. You know that. Uh, yeah, no, the jiu-jitsu was crazy. Ryan, favorite, uh, uh, top five favorite Mexican fighters of all time, boxers of all time. Mexican? Yeah, specifically Mexican. Damn, bro. Because you know who Roy Jones says is the greatest Mexican boxer of all time? And Saul Canelo Alvarez. Uh, oh, I know. Oh, what happened? Julio Cesar Chavez. No, no, you you know what him and— He's the best. Uh, Canelo's the best Mexican fighter of all time. I don't care what nobody says. You can't convince me otherwise. Canelo's the greatest Mexican boxer of all time. The greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Stop playing with him. And he's in the conversation to be one of the best just fighters in general of all time. Really? You're, you're, yes. You're... He needs to be, he needs to be um, Benavides to really solidify it, but 
this dude's cold. He and he's obsessed. Tell him let's play golf though. I need to see you on that golf course. Well, he looks like he, he knows what he's doing. By the way, you know I who, do too. You know who Roy Jones and Mike Tyson said is the greatest Mexican boxer of all time? Who? Salvador Sanchez. Was Salvador Mexican? Check that. Yeah. They said the greatest. You know what age he died at? Yeah, he was young. Yeah, Mexico, he died in he's, a car accident. He died at 23 years old. Yeah. yeah. No, he was cold. Actually, I was going to say Salvador, but I didn't I didn't quite know if he was um, Mexican. Mexican. But, it, okay, it's unfortunate that he died young, but you can't say he's the best. He died too early. To that's, see the full catalog. Yeah, yeah, that's like when Ricky Valens died too early. Yeah, you can't say he's the greatest, you know, artist of all. You can't. Like, it's unfortunate. It's really sad. But at the end of the day. You put Canelo at the top. I think Canelo is the best fighter um, for Mexico of all time. Then it's who? Chavez, then you go to Oscar? Yeah, I guess. Chavez, Oscar. And then me. I come in. You put fourth. I'm going to be the number one. I'm sorry, Canelo. I love you. I know you're going to be mad at that. You think you let's play golf first. So once I beat you in golf, <laughs> then I'm going to mess around and beat all your records. <laughs> oh, man. There's, some, there's something attractive about Canelo. There's no, Canelo very is very, Canelo. Um, he's very noble. That's what is attractive of him. He's a man. You know, he's the epitome of a man. You know what I mean? Like, he holds himself like a man. Like, he doesn't mess around. Like, some people say misogynistic, but it's not really misogynistic. It's more like, I'm a man, and, and you better calm the fuck down. Right? I'm the man. I'm that guy. When he walks, I'm that guy. Respect me. If you don't respect me, I'm out. His eyes tell a million stories. Look at those course, eyes. I just love the freaking fire in those eyes, right? I do, too. I, I, I like... I, I like his personality. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm a different person. I'm just, I, I'm like that when I have to be like that. He's like that all the time. So, That's the difference. He's like that all the time. Yeah. I'm only like that when, if shit hits a fan, you're going to then run away. I tell people, just run away. It's not worth it. Just go. So, so here's what I got from the conversation today, Ryan, which, which I'm excited about the follow-up. Okay. Number one. You see how I didn't put on my watch at all? Yeah. I saw that. Because I know if you want it, you, got it. <laughs> you, see, I you see, I haven't touched that watch. That, so, that watch, could be, we could be on the same time. <laughs> uh, but by the way, what was the. Don't match good, though. How was it like. Shout out Giorgio Armani. Yes, of course. How was it like uh, doing a commercial, Gator commercial with Damian Lillard? What was that? That was like? awesome. That was awesome. Lillard's a beast. Me and Lillard had good uh, chemistry. Like, he was one of the few people that I worked with that I actually like working with. He seems like a stand-up guy, stand-up, a uh, solid guy. And he loves boxing. Is he? Does he I actually think I need know to what he's this. doing? I, I think I need to mention this. Can I mention something? Of course. Right? If people hear me making little noises under the mic, it's because I personally speak in tongues. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. So when you hear me making a little noise, don't think I'm tripping, is what I'm saying, and, and don't feel uncomfortable. Deion Sanders did that on reality TV. <laughs> Literally, they were like, "Are hey, look that up. Deion Sanders. Uh, Type pray, in Deion Sanders in tongues. speaking in tongues. This is hilarious. They're like, climb this rock. He goes, I'm not at peace yet. Hold up. Wait. And then he starts speaking in tongues. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Look at this. This is hilarious. Is this it? Watch this. Look at this. It's what they call via ferrata. It's how early prospectors would access all of these high plateaus. Okay, grab the car one of the cameras. Is this the end of it? Hold on. Yeah, look at this. Look at this. I can't even look down there, man. Hold on. This is crazy, man. I got to meet Dion. Bear wants me to cross 
hundreds and hundreds of feet up in the air <laughs> on the side of a cliff. You gotta watch it. This is hilarious. I ain't gonna do it. I gonna do ain't it. Ain't no way in the world, man. Come on, Dion. You can do this. Guys, I'm not comfortable with this. It ain't gonna happen. Look, I'm being honest with you. I know, I know, but this, the top is just here. I don't care where it is. I'm not comfortable with that, man. But I'm you know not, what? There's so many things in life yeah. that we're not comfortable with. But we this, have to do things we're uncomfortable no, with. No, not this, man. We <laughs> kids at home, man. That's what all show is this, Rob? I don't if know. Something happens to me. No, I'm check this out. Of my babies. I'm afraid of not being there for them more than I'm afraid to go across. Lord, in the name of Jesus. I began to pray in tongues. See? So don't trip. We all do it. Whoever got it. It's a language between me and God, what yep. he knows. Have you ever met Dion? No, but I know everybody around him. We were supposed to meet a couple times, but we just never got to it. Oh, I'm sure you'll be meeting Dion very soon. Dion, to me, I think Dion would actually be very good for you. Yes. I think Dion would be a very good mentor for you. Yes. Great conversations to have with him. Um, okay, so here's, here's a recap. This is what I took away from today's conversation. Learned a lot. Uh, one, I think April 20th is a big day, okay? Devin Haney, this is going to be a big fight. Can't wait for it. I think it's going to be sick. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I know it's not been announced yet. I know in about three days it'll be announced, whatever, but... Dang, uh, now you prophesizing. Now <laughs> <laughs> you prophesizing. I'm speaking in tongues. Hey, hey, April 20th, folks. You, know, you, know, you, know, you know what they say in the Bible, though? They say it's better that you prophesy than you speak in tongues. I'm with it. Okay. So, so that's Now that. you prophesy. You say in three days. Number if it two. happens in three days, we know you, you say something. <laughs> Number two, for those of you that were on your way to Vegas, Rob, you too, to bet a million dollars on him staying with Golden Boy <laughs> for five years, don't do it yet. Hank tight. That's two. Three, I can't wait to hand you Mamba Mentality book and a couple other things for you to go through. And also reading the Count of Monte Cristo, which is a great recommendation your pops has been giving you. You ought to listen to him. And the last but not least, I can't wait for you to get your nine figures and come back and have the follow-up conversation. I can't wait wait. for that. This has been a blast. It's great having you on, brother. Gang, take care. Yes. And uh, April 20th, coming soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. 420, shoot ya. <laughs> no, just kidding. Y'all chill out.